Hi guys, and welcome back to Simple Homesteading Life Podcast. I am Anne, and this is episode 12. And today we're gonna to talk about what it means to be a leader within our homesteading community and how we can get more people to join us in this journey and the lifestyle in which we live. So grab your coffee, grab your drink, take me out to the garden, take me out as you're preparing your evening meal, whatever the case is, let's sit down and talk about this because I think you're gonna find this to be completely encouraging. And there's a challenge for June that I would love for you all to participate in. So come along, let's get started. I would be lying if I said that COVID and the current state affairs in our country right now are not impacting who we are as a person. I'm not going to talk about the community as a whole, but as a person. And I think that the best way for us to to utilize this, in a sense, is to encourage more people to take the slower path in life, okay? Um, to take a slower path in life and to step back and say, let's focus on who I am as a person. Let's focus on, you know, what I can do to encourage another person along the way and lines of their journey, Okay. I, I say this and I'm not being political. So don't don't make it political. I, I will tell you right now, do not make this political. What I'm saying is find that neighbor who is struggling with you, struggling to find um, a peace of mind of something to even do with their children because their children may be bored and spending a little bit more time on videos or TV or whatever it is and bring them over some seeds. Bring them some seeds. I hadn't, I cannot grow mammoth sunflowers. I'm not gonna lie, but I try every single year. So this year I planted mammoth sunflowers again because they're one of Justin's favorites. And I had more than half of a pack left over. And I said to Lola, I said, why don't you go down to Kim and Julie and see if they want these seeds to try to grow? And she did. And she split up the seeds, took them to the neighbors who have their younger children, much younger than my children. And that was something that got the kids outside. They cleared a path for hours. I'm going to tell you for hours. They cleared a path to grow these mammoth sunflower seeds because they read on how big they can be and how much room they needed. And their kids were hooked. Mamas were so thankful. They were excited by that, that they actually went to the market because it was a little late for them to start seeds and picked up some more plants to start. And I happen to have extra seeds because I had kohlrabi in here. I had my broccolini in here. I also started extra cucumbers. So I ended up sending those down to them as well, too, so they can actually begin their garden path, uh, their garden journey. I shouldn't say path, but journey. And those are the little things that we can do. Now, if you live in rural America where everybody's doing it anyways, find a friend who can actually use some seeds and make it as nonchalant as possible and just go... I have these seeds that are left over. I think you're really going to enjoy them. It could be a flower seed. It could be whatever it is. Just do it. Do it. Do whatever it takes to get someone's hands in the dirt, start their therapy, get them going, get them into this livelihood of wanting to grow something. And I'm going to tell you a story real quick. My friend Janine lives in Hawaii. I kept hearing for the last year, I can't grow anything. I kill everything. I kill everything. I can't do it. And then all of a sudden she goes, look what I started. When COVID hit, she decided that she was going to do a little backyard garden. If you know anything about Hawaii, there's no land. Um, people who own land are basically um, agriculture in a sense, but they're still family farms, but they're more the agriculture sense of that. Um, so their their home is very tiny. But they're, they're stacked on top of each other, basically is what I'm saying. She created her own little backyard patio, and she doesn't have much grass, backyard patio to grow. And I couldn't have been prouder. And that was because I kept encouraging her, kept telling her, kept telling her. And we're not even close. Hello, there's a whole ocean between us. Um, 
So what I'm trying to say to you is in this sense of leadership, find the one person whom you think that you are not going to grow anything, <laughs> nothing, nothing, because they feel like they can't do it and send them some seeds and say with a kind little handwritten note, I think you're going to find these flowers to be absolutely beautiful. Go ahead and just throw them in some dirt, give them instructions, throw them in some dirt, watch them, nurture them, watch the slugs because they're bound to come and whatever it takes and start. And maybe next year you throw in a little something easier. These green beans or these snap peas are going to trellis beautifully. And look, I could, you can build it with this. It takes very little to be a leader in the community. You don't have to have a platform like mine. You don't have to have a platform like anybody. You are individually and solely reaching out to one person at a time to draw them into the life that you live. You guys, you've got to make this change. You've got to take these people with you one small step at a time. And that is your entry into being a leader. It really is. It really is. One person, one packet of seeds. If it's not a vegetable, then it's a, uh, a flower. You know what I mean? Do it. Just one person at a time. Find that one person. I'm going to challenge you for June. Find that one person that you can send flowers to or you can give seed starts to that's never grown before or you, whatever it is, and send a handwritten note and encourage them. Encourage them. I may have a bigger platform where I can reach more people and tell them to do this, but but you are the true change makers for these people. For real. Do it. That's your June challenge. Find one person and impact them with seeds or starts and help them get started with a handwritten note. There it is. I have been talking a lot lately about raising your own meat because it is the season for us to do so. As a sustainable homestead, we I choose to not raise meat in the wintertime. But, you know, even though we don't get heavy snow like most of the country will, I choose to rest my body, rest my land, rest everything during the winter months and focus on inside projects, the brand, other things like that, and um, just allow myself to just slow down. I mean, that's what winter is for. That's what it's that's what it does. You're designed to slow down in the winter months. So lately I've been talking about a lot about raising my own meats and it's a little squirmish for a lot of people. It really is. And I don't say squirmish in a negative condensating what's the word negative manner. I can't even think of the word negative manner. I'm saying it because it's a fact. If you are buying meat at the market, then you know that meat comes from somewhere. Okay. Um, so I am trying to slowly encourage people to, if they cannot raise their own meat, to learn to locally resource it as best as they possibly can. You know, I look at my children who can't afford to buy a good, true piece of humanely raised meat. And, and that's the truth, you guys. I, you know, I don't want to hear anyone tell me, well, their health will thank them for it. Of course, we know that. But financially, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Okay. So I look at my children who are older and they're out feeding themselves and they cannot afford $4 and 99 cents a pound for hamburger to feed their family. They can't. So they end up selecting the cheaper cut of meat. So what I've really encouraged individuals to do is, is that if you can do anything, anything about raising your own meat, do it. If you can raise them yourself, more power to you. Great. You know, my freezers are getting full, but I can't raise them all myself. Not yet anyways. So what I do is, is I find my local farmer and I'm lucky to have a bunch of friends who have the land capacity to raise a lot of their own animals. I've got pigs coming in from Idaho. I've got pigs coming in from two and a half hours north of me. I've got beef coming in from two and a half hours north of me. I've got lambs coming in from an hour north of me. And I can raise as much of my own poultry as I like. However, I think it might change. 
I think I might have found a way to partner with the neighbors in my community and run forest pigs to help them clear their land because they've been wanting to clear their land. And each of us will have our own at that point. So we'll run three of them and they get to run on a course of 10, 15. They'll get a course to run over 18 acres of land and we'll do it section by section, year by year. And that's how we're going to do it. So be creative. If someone goes, I can't afford that cut, or you know that someone's out there trying to better how they're eating and better the impact and the small footprint of what we're leaving behind. Give them the name of a local farmer. You're on Instagram. You're on Facebook. You don't have to shove it down anybody's throat. Just simply turn around and go, oh my gosh, look at this, this slab of bacon that I just got from so-and-so's farms. He opens up every year from this time to that time for you to put in your orders. Organic is the way to go. Not organic meat, organic teaching. And if you know anything about me, everything I do is organic. I don't shove anything down anybody's throat. I don't force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do, but I will forever and a day organically teach someone something or another. And it's, yeah, call it calculated, whatever. But, but organic teaching is the way to go. The first person that looks at me and goes, you should eat this. And this is the way it should be. I'm going to turn around and look at them and go, don't talk to me. You're not going to, you know, I don't need to know that. And then on top of that, I'll look at them and go, you think you're going to bring more people into the world by this? Oh, no, 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 no. What is that saying? You catch more, what is that saying? You catch more flies with sugar than vinegar. Was that the saying? I'm horrible in analogies. I really am. (laughs) I'm the worst. So anyways, be organic and you can get more people into the life that we live than shoving it down someone's throat. Give the name of the farmer in which you purchased it from. Give the name of the hatchery in which you bought things from. Give the name of the garden center which you found these from. Give the name of the seed company which you bought your seeds from. Give tips on how to make reusable dish towels or give tips on, you know, gosh, how to make your own cleaner or your own laundry soap. I do have my own laundry soap, which I've convinced many people to go ahead and make. So you guys can do the same. Be organic, teach organically, and you will get more people into this life than anything else. The third lesson on being a good leader is this. Live by example. Okay, live by example. Live by example, you guys. I'm going to tell you, I, it is, it is been, it has been, I can't even think, it has been one of those things that I have to reality check myself in all the time, right? Live by example. If you only see the pretty, how do you see that someone has successfully gotten done the things that they need to get done? You know me, you know me. If you follow me on Instagram, especially on Instagram, you will see that there is comes with pretty, there is ugly. And ugly is something as simple as, and I say simple because there's always a fix. Ugly is something as currently, you know, in in the next podcast that you're going to hear is that our underground springs have popped up in the back of our in our backyard, basically where our main living space is. We're on two acres, we're on a mountainside. So a lot of our land is not cleared. An underground spring has, um, sorry, popped up and half of my back living space is flooded, flooded. And it smells like a swamp. And financially, it is going to cost me a pretty penny to 
to bring in the sand, the topsoil, and reseed it and get it back to being recovered. But on top of that, there's a labor of love that has to go into all that first. First, we've got to clear all the blackberry and salmon berries to get to that spring. The next thing we need to do is we need to dig almost, I think it's almost like a 15-foot trench. Dig, hand dig, because heavy equipment cannot fit there because of the mountainside. And then we've got to clear out the French drain that's currently there. So it's hours worth of labor. So that's the ugly. The other ugly is livestock dies. Thankfully, thankfully, we've not had that on the property in um, this past year, start, uh, even one calendar year. Okay, not just from January to now, but one whole 12-month cycle. We have not had that issue yet. But we've had it. We've had it. And it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Um, you know, that's the ugly. The ugly is, you know, not being able to preserve food fast enough that I have to like constantly play catch up with everything that I'm doing. The ugly is I didn't put up enough food. The ugly is butchering day. The ugly is, you know, whatever the case is, you know, I did a podcast alone on, you know, the impact of butchering day. I'll put all these links in the description for you guys on the ones that are, are, are compatible to being a leader. And I'm going to tell you that those are the uglies of our lives. We share them. If you share your uglies of your lives, then people will truly value the things that they're, you're teaching them. You know what I mean? Like today I failed to make bread. So I had to go buy bread. That's not necessarily an ugly, but you take something that you're teaching someone that homemade bread is really easy, whether or not you're doing sourdough or you're using yeast or you're doing a, a no need bread, like my Irish cream, my Irish cream, I'm sorry, my Irish soda bread, <laughs> but <clears throat> you're teaching someone in that sense. So we're going back to saying, man, I failed. I was supposed to make bread this week and I didn't. I had to go to the market and buy it. But you know what? It's so easy to make you guys. If you ever want to give it a try, here's a recipe for you to try. And then it goes back to being organic again. Um, you know, being that leader is sharing your failures, <laughs> sharing a picture of your garden going, this stunk, it sucked. I just lost all my broccoli. What the heck? I have to start all over again. I'm not getting broccoli this year. I have nothing to put up in the freezer. <sighs> and then you breathe and you go, but I've got this great local farmer who actually is willing to sell me 10 heads. I can put in the freezer for a great discounted price. Number one, what have you done? You put food in your freezer, you've promoted a small family farm to help you out, and you problem solved, and you organically taught someone how to get food without having to grow it themselves. I know it sounds weird, and I know it sounds calculated in many ways, but leadership is done in such weird, odd angles, and if you're a good leader, then you can get it done in a way that is organic for the lack of better words. <laughs> I keep coming back to that, but, but I'm, I keep coming back to that, but let me tell you why I hear, let me tell you why I keep coming back to it. So before I tell you why or how, okay, let, let me just do this. A leader in the community isn't an individual who has a platform, a great blog, it doesn't mean that we have a podcast. It doesn't mean that we have a YouTube channel. It doesn't mean that we speak publicly or own a book. Okay. A good leader is one that can draw people to be encouraged to live the same life that they live 
as naturally as possible. Do you follow someone that goes, you need to do it A, B, C, D, or do you follow someone that says, look at this, this is how I'm doing it, this is what I'm doing, this is what makes it easy, and this is where I'm getting my resources from. Someone who shares this information and knowledge with you in an easy-to-have conversation, like they're sitting down in your kitchen table, having tea or coffee with you, or walking the gardens with you, whatever, those are your leaders. Those are the ones that that make you feel welcomed into their home, even though you've never met them, that make you feel welcomed, even though you don't know them, that make you feel welcomed because they will give you their last loaf of bread, their last seeds, their last raw jar of milk, organic, uh, their last jar of raw milk, I should say, and, and bring you into the community in a sense that, that is sharing and caring and nurturing and just information that doesn't, doesn't require tearing off their arm. Okay. Now don't mistaken this as all information should be free because let, let me back up a little bit. Let me back up. I have to make a living, right? I have to make a living. I have to make a living. So there are certain courses that I would offer that are paid in that sense. And that's the same for any other blogger out there because we do this full time. And as much as we would love to do it for free, we, you know, I, I put in about 40 to 50 hours a week on my brand alone. Okay. But this isn't a sales pitch, but this is what I'm saying to you is, is that, you have a chance to impact the community around you as well as the community, which is afar, because you've got friends that live outside of your community. And the way to do that is to be truthful and to show fault in what you failed at, to be encouraging in what you're doing. But it all has to be done organically. You know, you can't sit there and say, look at what I grew and you should be doing the same thing because someone's going to go flip. They're going to scroll on. What you should say is, look at what I grew, you guys. These are the seed packs that I had. The germination was so easy and all it took was a leader. Leaders are born, but they can so be molded. They can so be molded. And the lifestyle that we live is, is we want more people into this life as possible. Because we go back and around and we say, whoever owns the food source owns the people. And I always say that. I always say that. I, I have said that for as long as anybody has known me, especially since I've entered this life. We have the opportunity to empower more people every single day into this life to one degree or another. I deliver eggs to a very, very high class area in a town over. And this one woman, she grows so much food in three little beds that she knows her family is going to consume. She buys my eggs. She buys meat from markets that I've offered her. And she does a great job. And she doesn't even homestead. She just is able to own little bits of it as possible. And how rewarding is that? How rewarding is that, that we can teach those people those things, that we give them the skill to learn a little bit more of something that they can do. That is so rewarding, you guys. And, and that's what we are here for. Not just me, but you as well, too. And you've got to think about it like that. You've got to think about it as... How can I be a leader without a platform? 
Or how can I be a leader with the platform? Or how can I be a leader just within my community or my family or my circle of close friends? And it can be done. You just have to learn how to finesse your words, how to do it organically, how to teach. I always say every new person into this lifestyle is a child, especially if they've never done it before. Would you mentor a child by saying, do it this way? Or would you mentor a child by saying, here, let me give you the tools and the resources to do it. You guys, empower people, draw more people into this life. Do it. Just do it. It's not hard. It really isn't. If you're shy, there's other ways you could do it as well, too. All right, let's recap what this be a leader is all about. Number one, of course, be as organic as possible. I'm frogging my throat today. <clears throat> be as organic as possible in reaching people, right? Be organic. Post a picture of the meat that you're raising. If you're not raising it solely yourself, then give them a resource and where they can buy that meat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then from there, post a picture of seeds that you're growing in your garden and how easy it is to grow. And then number three, learn to talk to people without being pushy or, or, or telling them that this can be done too. No, no, it can be done. We know that. But let's give them encouraging words on how to get it done. Okay, so that, that, that's being a leader as organically as possible, bringing people into the lifestyle that we live, either by offering our services or offering another small family farm services. Okay, but it's all done organically and naturally without saying you should do this. No, 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 you can do this. And this is how you can do it. Your June challenge, you guys, find one person. One person that you can give seed starts to or send seeds to with a little handwritten note saying, I just thought that you really might enjoy this because I know you love flowers. I thought that these cucumber seeds were going to be perfect for you because you're just starting your garden. They're so easy to grow and it's going to be handwritten and you're going to put it in your mailbox or you're going to take it to your post office or you're going to do whatever, but you're going to send it out or you're going to deliver it to your neighbor and it's got to have a handwritten note. And then you're going to show me on Instagram in your story so I could share your successful challenge for June into reaching someone and encourage them along lines. If it's not about seeds and it's about maybe you delivered meat to your neighbor or whatever it is, or you gave them a reserved item that you put up for spring or, or dried herbs for them to start, you know, learning how to create their own seasoning packs or whatever it is. You guys tag me. Let me showcase your successes on my Instagram account. Um, a leader isn't, and, I, and I'm going to say this one last time. A leader isn't because we have a platform and we can reach more people. The strongest leaders are found within the community itself. And you need to be that leader. You need to be that influencer. You need to be that, that individual who takes someone and moves them one step further into the homesteading journey than they've ever been. And that's being a leader. And I really challenge you guys to move forward with the June challenge. And please share that challenge with me. And, you know, I, I may have a platform that can reach more people, but what kind of leader would I be if I didn't take those people along with me to teach them to be more leaders? You know what I mean? If you love antiques and you know that somebody else will as well too, take a picture of it and show them. Give them the name of your favorite antique shop because you know it's a small business. 
things like that. That's what makes us leaders in our community. And I challenge you and I challenge you and I challenge you and I will forever challenge you as long as you listen to this podcast and you'll hear it throughout the years to come that that's what you need to do and that's where you need to be. And that's all I got to say on that. All right, you guys, you suffered through me having a frog in my throat through this whole podcast. So I apologize for that. But now, you know, I I think that I'm not a life coach. I, you know, I, I am not, I'm not, I'm just a person with a passion and I'm a person with compassion and I'm a person that feels the need to help people into this life as best as we can without being, having dictatorship in getting there. I think that organic reaching and learning is necessary. I think that, you know, if you can draw one person a month into the life that we live by just giving them something a little bit small to start with is more power than anything else out there. Um, I hope this particular podcast, Be the Leader That You Are, episode 12, really has empowered you to step out of the norm and do something that draws someone into the life that we live. I really do. I really do. And I hope that, you know, it's had you stop and think about what it takes to draw someone into this life. It doesn't have to be something big. You don't have to buy them land. You don't have to give them a piece of your land. It's something as small as teaching them how to grow food in the space that they have, how to use local resources, how to support small businesses. I'll give you one quick story real quick before I leave. Um, I, I did, a uh, while we were in the lockdown of not being able to attend school this, this last couple of months, we did Zoom classes. And one of my Zoom classes was a tour of my garden. And though the kids, you know, they kind of enjoyed it. They love to see the strawberries grow. I had one me- me- mother message me and say, um, where did you get your strawberries from? I think I can grow this. I think I can do this on our back deck. And that is being the leader that it is being organically able to reach someone by just showing a visual of it and telling them quickly how easy it is to grow strawberries. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take a lot. You could do it in a pot. So that's my story for you and reached a woman who would have never grown anything ever because she lived in an apartment and she had a little patio and now her and her daughter are actually growing it together. So you guys, I challenge you to be the leaders. I challenge you to step out of your norm and to reach out to one person. And I challenge you to share it with me on Instagram so I could share it. So that's it. Be the leader in your homesteading community. You don't need a platform to do it. Just do it. But do it organically. As I lecture you, do it organically. You'll capture more people into the life that we live by doing so. There is actually going to be a back-to-back podcast. There's going to be an episode 13 coming out tomorrow. So I hope you come back and listen to it. I, I divided up this Be a Leader to oh, the end of the month recap of what's happening on the property that we did in the month of May, what we failed at, what we succeeded at, and what our plans are for June. So come back, listen to episode 13, and it's a recap of May. And hopefully that will actually teach you guys some things and some lessons and what not to do as well too. So We'll see you on episode 13, which we'll release tomorrow. Have a great day, you guys. I'll talk to you next week.